Yeah, this this is this is. Nedbank is proud to bring you inspiring stories from a new breed of young professionals. Your circumstances are not permanent. Um, don't let your circumstances force you into things that you're not passionate about and things that you don't like. Take the risk. If you want to do something, go out there. Honestly, the sky is truly not the limit. I mean, we hear that often, but we are really living in the most fertile time where you can literally pursue anything that you want. So I see money as an enabler, and I've always seen money as an enabler, uh, and that's why I was always big in savings since I was very, very young. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Young Professionals, brought to you by NetBank. I am Vumi Msweli. I am your host, and this. Today, I have an amazing, amazing young woman. Her name is Noma Lungelo Stofile. Hello, Noma. Hello. How are you? I'm good, and you? So, I think we need a little bit of an introduction. Noma Lungelo has gone from being a marketeer, heading to production and theatre, now owns Bella Scene Wines, as well as Sunrise Gems. Believe it or not, she is a diamond cutter and polisher and a winemaker. And most recently, you've made the Mail and Guardian 2019 Most Influential Young South Africans. Yes. Yes. It's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations with regards to that. Thank you. Thanks. Already, I start the session with asking a few questions. I hope you don't mind. Sure. Answer rapid fire. Whatever comes to mind first. Okay. Bush or beach? Beach. Apple or Android? Apple. Seven colors on a Sunday or a bride? Seven colors. Movies or Netflix? Mm, Netflix. <laughs> Sounded like a tough one. Yeah. I think I may know the answer to the next one, but I'll ask anyway. Wine or beer? Wine. <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Dinner, dead or alive? Who is coming and what are you serving? Shoo. Oprah, Beyonce, Tandiswa Mazwai, and my dad. Oh, that seems like a very good, nice combo. <laughs> For a powerful woman and your dad. Yeah. <laughs> and what will you be serving? I'm assuming we, we, we'll be, the Shiraz will be flowing at this point. Yeah, the Shiraz will be flowing. I'm not much of a cook. Anything African. Uh, so, ooh, pondu. Um, Cassava with that pondu. Yo, yes. Some fried plantains. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely my kind of girl. <laughs> So let's take me back. I know you were born in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about where you come from, family, and how you find yourself now in this space. Okay, so I was born in Zim while my parents were in exile. Um, came back when I was about three or four, and we've lived in Joburg my whole life. Went to Sacred Heart College, spent my entire schooling career in Sacred Heart College. And then wanted to study drama, but my parents were like, no, go get a proper degree in inverted commas. As African parents tend to. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I went and I studied a BCom marketing at UJ. While I was at UJ, I was interning at the Market Theatre. And that's how I got into theatre production and producing. Uh, from there, I reached a sort of ceiling and I just... I felt like I needed something new, needed something fresh. And my dad was working at De Beers at the time. And he kept on trying to get me to explore different things. And he was part of the training and development at De Beers. And he was trying to get me to get into diamonds. And I was like, no, I'm an artist. I need to create art. And I blocked that off. 
One of the very few girls who decides to walk away from diamonds. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then he passed away, and I needed. I'm sorry for that. Ah, it's okay, and I think it's 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 one of those where he kept on telling me to like be unapologetic about what I want and just explore. So when he passed away, I really wanted to explore the connections that I had with him while he was in De Beers, in Kimberley, and also just try test myself and see how far I can go. How you know, all of the passions and uh, what's the word? Just how far I can push myself as as a creative, as a business person, as a, as a human being. So I decided to research up on diamonds and how to get into diamonds. And I literally stopped working at the theater and enrolled in cutting and polishing classes. And yeah. <laughs> That is that is fascinating to me. So this connection with your father le- almost led you yep. to 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 the diamond uh, diamond <laughs> yes. trade. Yeah. And what what was the process like? So you obviously come come from a conventional academic background. You finish your you become account um sorry become marketing. Now almost like artisan style learning. Uh, what was the what was the process like for you? It was actually really exciting. Um, I consider myself a bit of a creative, so. In getting into the artisanal part, it was actually being on the bench and cutting and polishing and taking something from a raw material and creating real brilliance out of it, which is essentially what you what I was doing with in the theater is, you know, you have a script and you need to bring it to life with the director and the actors and you putting together all of the pieces, whereas with the diamond, it's you, you take a rough diamond and you putting together all of the facets to make this brilliant, shining diamond. Um, so I found the process of being an artisan really creative and really technical and extremely exciting. And the fact that you can turn something from nothing and make it beautiful. Seems to be a bit of a trend in your life from, from the theatre through to, to diamonds. And now you're doing the same thing from, from grapes yes. through to <laughs> beautiful, beautiful wine. Yes. Um, so tell us about how you ventured from the diamond trade uh, into becoming a wine producer. Uh, so with the diamond trade, I travelled in and around Africa quite a bit and I love wine. But whenever we travel, we would experience some really bad wine um, from South Africa. So there was this misconception that South Africa has bad, cheap wine. And I wanted to dispel that myth. Uh, There's also just an influx of what we call plunk wine. So it's just off the barrel sort of wine from South Africa that just is exported. And people have this perception that South African wine isn't great Mm -hmm. and South African wine is cheap. So being someone that is creative and being someone that wants to take nothing and turn it into something incredible, I reached out to a wine farm that me and my family order from quite a bit. And I literally just asked the question, how do I get into wine? And went down and had a discussion with the winemaker. Went down to Stellenbosch? Went down to Wellington. So the wine farm I work with is in Wellington. Uh, Met with the winemaker and... We started a really great relationship where they hold my hand through the whole process. Um, so I blend the wine with the winemaker, so I'm not a winemaker. Um, we sit down and we take the wine and we blend it into something that I feel my consumers or 
something that I like and I feel like I can sell. And that is what you find in Bellicine wines. Okay, what's currently in your portfolio? What's coming within Bellicine? So currently we have a Cab Merlot blend. Uh, it's really easy drinking. It's for those days where you just you need to take your tie off, knock your shoes off and just wind down. We call it the fixer. I like um, that. <laughs> And then we have a Shiraz, that's when you're really trying to impress guests and you have a great meal, um, ostrich or steaks, and you want to pair it with some really spicy good wine, that's where you pair our Shiraz. Uh, coming up, we have a Merlot in the next couple of months, just waiting to label the bottles. And the Merlot is for what? We've got the fixer, we've got the impressor. What is the Merlot standing for? I need to have a, 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 t- a taste, a tasting session with people and just gauge what they think the Merlot would be about. <laughs> so we're waiting with bated breath regarding yes. the Merlot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so having taken a look at where you are now, if you could have a conversation with a young Norma, hmm. what would the conversation look like as a note to your younger self? Sure, that's a good question. Um, young Norma is very afraid and very quiet and a bit of a wallflower. Doesn't want to be seen, um, doesn't uh, want to make too much noise. So I would say take up the space and fight for your voice, um, be unapologetic. Um, and just keep going for all of your dreams and all of your passions and all of the lives within you and just keep pushing. Earlier we, you mentioned inhabiting your space, being in different spaces, whether it's theater, whether it's um, in, in, in winemaking, whether it's in the diamond trade. Where do you think your journey is going to take you next in the next five to ten years? Oh, so... Um, I want my own theater. I want my own theater, and I want my own art gallery. So oh. I want to have an art, a theater gallery is what I was thinking of calling it. Um, what else? I would like to get into fashion, design, and definitely get back into producing theater and maybe film. But it all has to be creative. It all has to be something that I can just you know, turn, again, something into something really amazing that anyone can enjoy. Um, and just more businesses and owning a mine one day. <laughs> I like that. From cutting the diamonds to yeah. owning a mine. <laughs> Definitely. Beers, Anglo, watch out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where does that passion and that drive to take something from a raw material and transform it into something that can be almost held in the light and appreciated? Where do you think that that comes from? I think it comes from the fact that, you know, as Africans or in Africa, we have all of this raw material and we're not beneficiating it. We're not, we're not turning it into value for ourselves. So with the diamonds, we'd export rough diamonds. They polish it overseas and they sell back the polished diamonds. Um, and obviously that's a massive, massive markup and we're not exploring the true value of all of our resources. Um, so I'm, I'm about exploring, I'm about exploring that and I'm about creating value. Um, yeah. Talk about creating value and not just in a monetary sense. You know, our theme for this conversation has been 
what living your best life means outside of just sort of spending money. And I think your life has been a testament to that, of living your best life, pursuing your passions unapologetically. Um, what does that mean for you? Living your best life to me, um, I think, means exploring exploring who you are. If, if you are someone that is interested in music, but you're an accountant, why not take up music lessons? Um, you don't need to leave your day job for that. And I feel like that's living your best life. It's, it's looking for or exploring all of the elements that make you who you are. Um, and it does, it's not monetary. It's not um, spending money or going or living that Instagram life where you have to post something spectacular to get likes. But it's about just being you and exploring who you are and just letting yourself... Um, how can I put it? <laughs> hmm. I think you said it well, though. Finding, <laughs> no, I think you've actually said it very well. Finding pockets for your passion throughout your life. Yes. Being your most authentic self. Yes. Showing up as who you really are yes. throughout throughout your, your 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 life. And but the challenge there is, how do you nurture that? How did you nurture that within yourself? I think it comes through being a very introspective person. Um, spend a lot of time just alone and thinking and 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 trying to engage my thoughts and trying to engage um, sort of elements about myself that I may think that I am shying away from. So like I said, I was very shy and timid and didn't want to make a lot of noise. So I spent a lot of time exploring why that is and unpacking it and then working through how I can overcome it. So I think that's how you sort of unpack the pockets of, of who you are. And then from there, and by unpacking it, you can see or you can determine which avenues you can develop more on. So if you're someone that really enjoys listening to music, um, just exploring, okay, I like listening to music, but what else could I do other than just listening? I could play a musical, musical instrument. Um, if you're someone that loves talk radio, what else can I do? Maybe I could do a midnight shift and you know, host a talk radio show. Um, so I think that's that's sort of how I did it, being very introspective and trying to engage the elements of myself that I tend to shy away from. That's so profound. That's very, very profound. <laughs> yeah. We spoke a little bit about, you know, we, living your best life in a non-monetary way. Yes. But you're a girl who loves good wine, clearly <laughs> loves to look fabulous, has interest <laughs> in art and fashion and creating beauty around you. So a penny for your thoughts. We would do no justice to conversations with young professionals brought to us by NetBank if we did not talk about your relationship with money. How do you see money? How do you spend money? How do you save money? What has money taught you? I'm more of a how do I create money. Um, I'm not much of a spender, but also I'm an entrepreneur and I'm building businesses from scratch. So there's not really money that I have in excess. It's so the 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 space that I'm in at the moment is building my businesses. Mm -hmm. I don't earn a salary from that. So it's very important to me that I the money that I make goes back into the businesses. 
but I have savings and I have certain inv- investment pockets. Mm-hmm. But just money for spending, that's that's very, <laughs> that is, that's, it doesn't exist for me at the moment. <laughs> so your big money secret right now is all about reinvesting back into the business, yeah. ensuring that your savings are taken care of. Yes. Because that is a challenge when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. That salary is not always guaranteed. Yeah. So your relationship with money has to be a little bit more wary and cautious. Very cautious. Very, very cautious. Um, cash flows and uh, is a really interesting topic for entrepreneurs. It's, uh, <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, you have to you have to be a penny. What's it? Penny pincher. Penny pincher. Yeah. Or frugal, as I like. Very to say. frugal. As I like to say. Very frugal. With that being said, I'm interested for you if you could please give advice to our young professionals who are listening, who are saying, "Norma, I see the vision. I want to be in that same space you are in." Um, how do I navigate my path to that? What would your uh, advice be? I'd say research, research, research. Um, just try research as much as you can while you're still working. Um, and make contact with people that are in the industries that you want to get into. And have sit-down coffees or, you know, go have a bottle of wine and um, ask them all the questions you have get a mentor in the industry. Um, if you are able to do it on the side, I would say explore doing it on the side first before you leave your your day job. Um, yeah, but research, nothing beats research. Nothing beats trying to get into the industry while you're still in your job. So if there are organizations, try and sit in on AGMs, Get a hold of the presidents or the, the the directors of the organizations and just see how you, in the current position that you are in, can get involved with the organization. And I think that's one way that you can learn things about the industry or the business that you want to get into without having to be in it necessarily. But also you can learn things that aren't on the internet or that you can't read in a book things that you would learn maybe 10 years would take you 10 years to learn you could learn pretty quickly just by really interacting with people that are in the industries uh, so yeah research get a mentor ask people that are in the industry set coffee dates with them and yeah get join organizations in the industry sounds like sound advice to me very very sage that's it from me. Thank you so much, Noma, for joining us. Thank you. I hope all our young professionals will do their research and enjoy a beautiful bottle of Bellicine. Yes. For more info and to hear even more interesting conversations with young professionals, log on to www.youngprofessionals.co.za.